3: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. I am John Dedman. Uh, we are missing a co-host this week, Tom Painter. You know, uh, you start the day off with, with all these ambitions and goals, and then as, it, as the day goes on, sometimes things interfere, like beer <laughs> <laughs> starts a little earlier than normal, so... I got the message on the way here. Well, actually, I saw it. he sent me a message earlier, and, and I realized at, like, noon today, I was like, Tom's not going to make it tonight. There's just too much going on all day long. So we'll miss him, but we're going to have a good time. Uh, we have traveled up to the very north side of, I don't know, it's whatever we It's not even the north side of the city because we went through cities to get here. The Great North 45. We're, <laughs> we're up here in Conroe and we're at Fast Brewing? Foss. Foss, Foss Brewing. Yeah. Okay, because I've heard it say, say so many different ways because a lot of people are like, hey, have you tried this yet? <laughs> have you tried Fast yet? Have you tried Foss yet? Uh, like, no, I haven't. I need to get up there and try these beers. Um, Foss mm-hmm. Brewing. In Conroe, Dylan Emmons and Aaron Edrington is here as our guest uh, for this week's show. So, what's Damn. going on, guys?
1: Thank you. Not much. Thank you for having us.
3: Man, thanks for thanks for having us. Uh, it was really really cool because, um, like I said, I had a lot of people come tell me like, man, you need to come try these beers. You need to come check this place out. And you know, it, it's just like anything from Houston. It just seems like it's so far away, but then it doesn't take that long at all to actually get here. Yeah. So it was not bad at all. So here we are. Uh, the place is pretty badass, man. It's, thank you, thank you. It, you had this old-style looking saloon kind of thing going on. You saw the old brick, the pressed ceiling, and the that tiles in the wall, you know, and all mm-hmm. that. Behind the the the, it just looks really good, man. You guys did a good job. Thanks. Made yeah. a made a bar, made a place like a tap room. That that you know fits Conroe, but, man, this place could kind of fit anywhere.
1: Yeah, and a big inspiration was really the building. So when we got this place, it was just floors, walls, and ceiling, and uh, hired an interior designer to help us, you know, pay respect to the building, really.
3: Well, it's an interesting building, uh, one that has a little bit of history. Yeah. It's the oldest building in Conroe?
0: It is, yeah. Is that right? In, in downtown Conroe. In downtown yes. Conroe.
3: Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, downtown Conroe, you kind of think, like, what exactly consists of, like, how many, you know, what is, but, you know, Conroe goes back a long ways, Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't, I should have probably looked into the history of it, I've been coming here since, like, the 70s, but, outside of that, uh, there's a lot of really cool architecture, a lot of cool brick buildings that you find in some of these, like, small Texas towns, and, What's cool about what's happening in Conroe is people are coming in They're, they're taking them back to the bricks, uh, mm-hmm. like, like you guys did, and, and exposing that, and it just gives a whole different feel than walking to a place where it's sheetrocked and everything else. You know, just... Yeah. And the beers are good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm only on my second one, but we had to make
1: the beer good if the uh, the out was going to be, you know, nice as this is. So,
3: yeah. That's a... It's not a good review, right? It's like, oh, the, the tap room's amazing. Right. The beer's all right. The beer's decent. The beer's okay. As you talk to the brewer. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's a... Yeah, it's a good little combination going on. Like I said, I I started off with the Pilsner. Uh, very good. Uh, very... Just a very nice Pilsner. Yeah. We just sit get really deep into Pilsners and the reason... What, what, what makes them so good, but... That was very tasty. And now I'm on the Kolsch. Yeah. And, yeah, very easy, very clean, very light. Uh, all the, all those things that you want a Kolsch to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, when designing that, that recipe, it was kind of, um, let's make this Kolsch as Pilsner-ish as possible. <laughs> so it's a bit hoppier than your normal Kolsch. It's a bit drier. Uh, it's lighter embodied. Yeah, just Pilsner malt in it.
3: And I like the fact that a lot of breweries are kind of swinging back to lighter styles. You know, that, uh, don't get me wrong, the uh, the big IPA craze, you know, the IBU war that happened and all that. That was fun, mm-hmm. man. There were some really great beers that came out of that. Definitely. But, you know, when you can drink like two or three pints and then you're like, I can't taste anything for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know, or... Yeah, now we're getting back to the breweries that are making you know some just nice loggers and easy drinking stuff that you know, lower ABVs, so that you can actually sit around and have several of them without a you know other things that happen when you drink nine percent IPAs.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Us being a taproom focused brewery too is you know not only are those just the the kind of beers that we both like. It's just uh, you know it's important for us to be able to people to come in and have a few of them and be all right you know not not get crazy
3: Well, us look at your menu uh you know a lot of your beers are the lower abvs and yeah I, I first walked up and i saw the double ipa and that's what i was just like a double ipa you know, yeah. typically <laughs> go to a place a restaurant a bar something like that and walk in look at the menu and it's like i'm gonna pick an ipa out first and then i'm gonna find a beer to drink right? i right i'm gonna find something yeah. else to, right. yeah. Yeah. to try so i was about to order that one but it's like nah it's still gonna be we have a little bit of, ahead of us yeah you know, to start with <laughs> like an over eight percent beer so i think i will probably end the end the show with that one but you have an amber ale, the double ipa the german style pilsner a cream mill new england ipa the tropical smoothie seltzer, which that one, rolling in at a just an easy eight and a half percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice by the pool. That's <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, you, know, you get a lot. Of, you probably get people coming here curious about hey, what exactly is good because it's really cool, and I'll try to lay it out for everybody. There's a lot of windows, so in downtown Conroe, there's a, there's just a lot of stuff happening. So on weekends, there's people here. You know, Friday, Saturday nights walking around and all that. You can look in the tap room. You see all this stuff going on, but you can also look into the brewery and see all the shiny equipment, and that's just like eye candy, you know, so it probably draws people in, and they get in here, and they're like, oh, beer, you know, because not everybody likes beer, but you throw a tropical smoothie seltzer on there at 8.5%, you're probably selling a few of those. It's, uh,
0: it's been a popular, popular yeah, item may, Maybe more than we'd like <laughs> does, it, does it
3: surprise people Like after they drink a couple of them They're like, ooh, man, this one this one's really, really good We, we try to warn them
0: <laughs> Yeah, you need a warning on that one it's, yeah. It pretty well tastes like juice
3: Yeah, yeah I plan on having one of those as well uh, You know, of course, all the, the hatred for seltzers and all that stuff But it's like, yeah, whatever People like them, people drink them Why not?
1: Yeah, I hated them I'm over it now though. It's fine. No. Yeah. I think
3: I think if you owned a brewery or were a brewer or you know, it's like, no, craft beer, then seltzers were the enemy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's always gonna be an enemy. Right. So, right. And they're definitely not going away. They're not going the, away. Yeah, anymore. the
1: past few years have proven that. So. But
3: what but what's good and I'm I'm I haven't tasted this one yet, but being that it says tropical smoothie seltzer, and it's eight and a half percent. Yeah, it's not like a normal buy off-the-shelf 12-pack of seltzers.
1: No, no, that was definitely when, like, thinking about that recipe was like, alright, I could brew a seltzer, but I could also brew a seltzer that's, like I said, 8.5% and is just like tastes like juice, instead of it just being a, you know, 5% LaCroix sort of thing. Kind of wanted to uh, do something a little
3: more interesting than that. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those I don't know, I've had a couple of the, the smoothie seltzers, and like a shot of rum goes very well in a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> it just it, it, it matches with. I mean, it's just it's almost like a well tropical. So. Right, right. so and, and making it a smoothie style as well, it's
1: kind of killing two birds with one stone for us because the disclaimer here is I would never do that to a beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I'll
1: do Selt- it all day long. Seltzer Seltzer all all i is a
3: permitted sugar water. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'll never do that to a beer. Seltzer, oh, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then, what I'm excited about, which uh, is probably gonna be my next beer, is your Schwarzbier, like the German black lager, because yeah. you don't see, there, there, there was a time, you know, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, eight years ago, something like that, where you started to see like the black IPAs, the the Schwarzbiers and stuff, and breweries were making them to see how they how well they would do, but. Yeah, I think just the idea of those throws people off a lot. And so they look at something they're like, oh, man, that's really dark. And they're like, no, right. I don't want that until you drink it. It's, it's, most of them have been really, really good because they're light. They're easy drinking. Uh, they've got a little bit of, like, roastiness to it, but still a little hot. You know, just depending on the style, but really good. Yeah. So. I've seen a, again, like kind of like a resurgence of like that Cascadian Dark L yeah, yeah, yeah. and that style, you know, black IPA, whatever you want to call them. But you're seeing those coming back again. So when I walked in, I saw that Schwartz beer. It made me excited. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an employee favorite for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So what's the, um, uh, oh, I was about to read the rest of them, but the screen changed. That'd, That'd be all right. <laughs> So, Foss. Yeah. Foss means barrel in German. Correct. Yes. I, I read that. That's the only reason why I know it. Yeah. I, was, I was impressed for a second. Uh, don't be. Don't be. This guy's uh, full of knowledge. I recently read that. But, yeah, so uh, you guys thinking about getting to like, a big barrel program
1: or? Um, we might stick a little 10-barrel fooder where you're sitting right now. That'd be kind of cool.
3: That would be really cool. But in
1: this space, um,
3: no. <laughs> that was going to be
1: my next question.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Where where are the barrels going to go? Yeah, but,
1: the, the yeah. so whenever you have draft beer in Germany, it's sort of vom Foss. So we have this six serving tanks behind the bar, and that was kind of the tie-in to call it Foss.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, the serving tanks behind the bar, uh, I mean, that's just like a whole other element that... That tap rooms uh, like true anomaly. Yeah, they they have yeah. theirs. You know, and they're they one of the first ones that in you know, the Houston area that I saw that. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, it just it's just eye candy. You know, it makes you want to sit at the bar. And, right. Yeah, it's yeah. just shiny, you know, shiny metal. But for whatever reason, it's attractive.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So let's get to uh, uh, you guys recently opened
0: seven weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Sox opening ago. was first weekend of October.
3: Yeah, it's almost two months. That is, uh, that's that's very young. Yeah, we're
1: fresh, very fresh. Yeah, uh, that Pilsner is the the second beer that we ever brewed, actually. Is it really? Yeah. So. Well,
3: good thing it came out okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a um, seven weeks, which means you're building all this plan and build out and all this stuff when everything was you know shut down and you know when the world was ending you guys are opening up a brewery
0: yeah yeah we actually we signed our lease was it December I think and then we
1: yeah signed the lease in December and then no wait we signed the lease in April March I know build out started in June yeah
3: wasn't it weird how it all just kind of blurs together yeah
1: (laughs) permitting
0: started around March April Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, so build-out started in June and then yeah, opened in late late October. That's
3: pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. It was, Actually. Yeah.
0: Tanks were installed end of July, first mm-hmm. brewing, right first part of August. Yeah.
3: Yeah, as as a lot of stories go, a brew is opening up because a lot of times they're like, yeah, all we're waiting on is this permit or we're waiting on this person to right. come sign off on this. And six months later, they're like, we're still waiting, you know, waiting for this to happen.
1: I think uh, a, two reasons that wasn't too much of an issue for us. One, Aaron is pretty good at that stuff. He does things similar to that in his day job. And also um, the city of Conroe was just really helpful with all of our, like, building permits and occupancy and all that. They 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 wanted us here, you know. So, yeah, it, was, it was made things pretty pretty easy.
0: And, and honestly, probably the slowdown helped us as well. Not as many people applying for those permits. Yeah, there, there's
3: a lot less yeah. permits, you know, going through there. Yeah. But point. I have heard that about the city of Conroe uh, because with the, I mean, voted where it is, like, one of the uh, fastest-growing communities in the United States. Yeah. And so, you know, that also comes with a lot of bureaucracy or less bureaucracy and less – government interference and starting businesses and things like that like when 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 a city wants your business there it's amazing how quick it can happen definitely
0: one of the first things we did after signing the lease was going and talking to the city and saying look this is what we want to do what do we need to do to get it right the first time let's let's not get stuck in one of of these even before the
1: signing signing of the lease too because there were some things that we had to get um you know permission for, right? And we're like, well, we don't want to sign the lease before that. Just looking at the feasibility
3: study. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sign the lease. And they're like, oh no, you can't have a, you know, something, a hot water, hot liquor tank going on in here yeah. for whatever reason.
1: No, you can't run 480 volt electrical cable, 160 feet <laughs> yeah. across the alley. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Things like that, uh, can definitely slow a project down. Yeah. But I don't know. I would imagine the, like, like this building, uh, There's a lot of places to just put that sort of stuff, right? Like like that electrical and and the the way that you can do your your plumbing and things. I'm sure there was definitely some issues, I would imagine. It wasn't as easy as it sounds, but, you know, you guys were able to do this in like seven, eight months. Yeah,
0: pretty quick. That was a quick
1: turnaround. Yeah. Having said that, I'll, we'll hire a general contractor next time.
3: That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so much work.
0: Dylan yes. definitely got to, to practice his problem-solving skills. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: yeah, that's that's another thing that a lot of people have talked about was, you know, because when, when you're putting out the business plan and you're putting the, the dollar amount on what this is going right. to cost, and you're like, oh, man, we could do this, and that will save us this much money.
1: Uh, but should you? But should you? <laughs> Not really. Yeah,
3: Not really I'm really bad at that too But uh, let's take a break Let's get We'll get The uh, Schwartz beer Yeah And we get back We'll talk more with Aaron and Dylan From Foss Brewing Up here in Conroe This is Drink of Ages On ESPN 97.5 We'll be right back <laughs> Drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play though. Nine hole championship putt putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery. Spindle Tap, that's T A P, Spindle G'day sports fans, Sean from Platypus Brewing, located right here in Houston. We're very crafty here at Platypus Brewing, not your average brewery, but offering something for everyone, and inviting you to join me for a few brews, some tasty grub, and very excited to announce a new liquor and craft cocktails with a full bar. Happy hour Tuesday to Friday, sports on the tellies, large covered patio, both family and dog friendly. 1902 Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown. Platypus Brewing, brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Platypus It's time to get on the highway to hemp vodka. Highway Vodka, Texas's first hemp-based vodka and black-owned distillery, is already on the highway to Houston's best vodka. Trust me, I make it. I'm Cody Fuller, the lead distiller of Highway Vodka. Our award-winning vodka is made out of three simple ingredients, hemp, corn, and water. We distill it six times, keeping only the hearts of the run, meaning no hangovers. You can find Highway in all the major liquor stores. Get on the highway and find out more info at highwayvodka.com. This is Drinking base Radio. We're hanging out at Foss Brewing and Conroe. Dylan and Aaron—they are our guests. Uh, so far, I don't even know what we talked about last segment because we were going through some beers. Uh, but I am drinking the Schwartz beer now. It is really good, and this is just a style of beer that, that I I like a lot. I, yeah, like I said, the, the Black IPA, it's Cascadian Dark L, mm-hmm. stuff like that. The it's it's a, a dark lager where you look at it and you're like it almost looks like a coke right you know has that that kind of caramel looking dark color to it yeah so you're you're thinking super sweet or you're thinking thick or something like that but it's absolutely neither one of those little sweetness but very crushable and it's like hot summer days poolside sitting by the fire you know no matter what where it is yeah snowboarding finish go in there pound one of these it's perfect Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah, and it's it's I mean it's like a black pills basically, you know it gets the bitterness from the hops, not from like a roasty malt or anything like that. So I think that's what helps keep it so refreshing. That and the
3: super light body. Yeah, the light body is again. You know, it's kind of like how we're talking about. We were talking about this earlier. This uh, pendulum swings. You know, from styles and what like yeah. the masses are looking for and whatnot, and everybody everybody's into like the lighter beer is the easier drinking stuff and so i hope i hope that more breweries will will adopt this style you know and try to make a couple of them yeah and and if nothing else put it in their tap room and see how it goes i think they will i think things are going back towards more traditional
1: beers i think they're being embraced a lot more than they were maybe three or four years ago you know whenever a
3: lot of the crazier
1: stuff was coming
3: out the crazier stuff you know I really like, I don't I don't care. You can make whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and if there's people that, that wanna drink it, then rock on. You know, yeah. It's, it's there's there's niche mar- niche markets for everything. And uh, there's a lot of people that are into a lot of really weird stuff in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, not to like name these things, but so you know, when um, we did like a lot of breweries went through that weird phase uh yeah, just just making these crazy crazy beers and how far can we push the envelope and, and yeah you know, I like that right like, yeah. I'm actually a fan of that because uh, that actually inspires innovation and creation and and, and it you know, might be something that something they may make this you know ridiculous caramel corn popcorn mushroom you know I don't know whatever yeah. stout uh, yeah. and but then, like man, you know what would be good? in this is that element there. You know, some almonds or so. So you know, it just just. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. I like to see. I like to see the classics and people doing the classics really well, and I like to see the other complete other side of that spectrum where like right. people doing just wild wild stuff.
1: Yeah, and our, our our avenue for the wild stuff is our IPAs really. That's where we you know do some of that that stuff but traditional styles kolsch, pills, schwartz beer alt beer we don't touch
3: just leave them they're already
1: good they're so. already good yeah
3: <laughs> yeah like i said uh, yeah a little bit extra hops yeah doesn't hurt anybody no no definitely not <laughs> so when you guys uh how did this all start honestly because uh, i was reading through some stuff you know there's some homebrewers involved there's some friends involved you know dad involved and yeah. everything else so how how did it all how did it all work out
0: yeah so we all both of us started off homebrewing so, so dylan is my cousin and his dad is the other the other partner mm-hmm. and dylan started brewing before he could buy the beer that was his way of getting the beer that he wanted was just to make it.
3: I wish, I wish I'd, I knew this, right? <laughs> like Growing up, we, we had Steve's Liquor and Humble. They took care of us, <laughs> not yeah. dropping names and all, but I think we're past that, you know, however many years now they can get in trouble. Yeah. But um, uh, once I learned that I could brew beer, I, that's all I did was brew beer. I mean, it yeah. was like, it's the greatest hobby of mankind is to be able to make your own beer and drink it with your friends. Course. And if I would have known I could do that when I was like 17, 18 years old, I'd probably be dead. But <laughs> yeah, there's no telling way. Or, you know, I'd have an empire right now, one or the other, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's, yeah, so that, that's something that that um, uh, is amazing, right? Our friend Val over at Valenson's Brewing in Pearland, you know, his son was one of the head brewers. You know, he wasn't even 21. He was like 18, 19 years old yeah. brewing all the beers. So, yeah, it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's how you, so you guys were making the hooch. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it really became a family hobby.
1: Yeah, right. We'd just hang out on the weekends, uh, me and Aaron and my dad, and brew in the backyard. Yeah. And then I decided I want to do it for a living, and yeah, Aaron was homebrewing as well at the time, and mm-hmm. I don't know exactly the... The two timelines how they line up but you probably have a better recollection than i do
0: (laughs) yeah so you went and worked at carbock right and i was still just homebrewing um yeah then once you left carbock to go to school yeah it was shortly after that that i went and worked in breweries as well yeah
3: what's not i mean you learn a lot pretty quick Especially, uh, I would imagine, working at a brewery like Carbach. uh, Big facility, pumping out a lot of beers, a lot of different styles of beer. Yeah. So you're able to learn some things.
0: It's definitely a great place to learn.
1: For sure, yeah. And it's also uh, good to mess up on other people's money
3: (laughs) before you open your own brewery. (laughs) Let them teach you the ways to not mess up. (laughs) And so... You know, like, how did it work out? You guys were sitting around, and it's like, you know what we should do? We should just open up our own brewery.
1: I mean, it's always, like, whenever you're sitting around homebrewing, it's kind of fun to talk about that. Like, oh, we what, what would we do? You know, what what kind of beers would we make? All that stuff, right? So it's always been kind of a thing that's been out there, you know. But I guess it didn't get really serious until
0: four, three or four years ago. When we were at GB, GABF yeah we really we, we kind of talked about it more that weekend than we had any other time yeah but of course there's a lot of beer being drank as well so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at least that kind That's of conversation when the best ideas right? come <laughs> up anyways
3: <laughs> definitely yeah. and you know you're in colorado so you know there's other options <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. up in colorado <laughs> yeah but then kind of you know came back from i went to brewing
1: school and then it was like all right well Kind of feel equipped now still worked at a couple breweries just because we none of us were really like ready to do it yet you know but yeah i think it worked the timing worked out well
3: yeah and yeah it's just interesting because my friend my friend adam and i we our families we were camping actually not far from here up kickapoo creek at uh, this yeah, the only camping little cabins that were available, yeah, I don't know what they look like now. Yeah, it might be a little nicer. But at the time, they <laughs> were, it was a little shady, right? It, it was, there was some spider webs. There were, it was like little camp houses out there in the middle of the woods. And so I brought five gallons of homebrew. He brought five gallons of homebrew. We sat out there. We drank most of it. You know, talking, and then we came up with the idea of opening up a homebrew shop. Well, first it was let's open up a let's open up a brewery. So that's a great idea, but we probably need to learn how to brew. So let's open up a homebrew shop, learn how to you know brew beer, brew, start making a bunch of m- bunch more beers. Yeah. Then we'll start building connections, like meeting the breweries and uh, in- introducing ourselves to everybody, getting to know everybody. Then we're gonna open up a brewery. And about that time, this kid in a diaper this is like middle of the night some kid dirty kid like muddy kid in a diaper comes walks up and stands beside us and i look over and i look at my friend adam and i look at this kid i'm like hey buddy you all right you know because i mean we're in the middle of the woods yeah. by lake conroe and it was weird because people would just like walk from the woods and walk across the campground and go in the woods on the other side and so all of a sudden there's just like i don't know he was standing so. He could have been. I, I'm, I'm bad with kids' ages, even though I had my own. He could have been nine months. He could have been like four years. I don't know. <laughs> somewhere in that range. Yeah. And all of a sudden, some some lady comes out, grabs him, and just wanders off. And it was like, man, that was that was all right. So we're gonna <laughs> open up a brewery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I started meeting people that opened up breweries and decided that that is not the path that I wanted to go. So congratulations for actually going through with it and and Thank making you. it happen and making it look like this. Thank you. Thank you. It is really good looking and the beer's been good. Really Thanks. good. Thank Appreciate you. that. Yeah. Uh, so what were you doing before this, Aaron? Or what are you still doing? I still
0: do. Yeah. Uh environmental consulting. So I do a lot of air permitting, water permitting things like that.
3: So all the wastewater stuff, you know, get that under control and... Anything legal, I'm like, hey, Aaron, how do we do this? No matter what it is, right? Yeah. If it's legal, it's
1: like, oh, that's your category. That's it. And he's like, he'll text me stuff, like, look at all this crazy things we have to do just to get this one thing done. And I'm like... Wow, dude, that's crazy. Just, just do it, please.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, I don't, didn't the, I think the city of Houston made breweries put on like a like some kind of particle reader or something like that to where it reads all the wastewater coming out and how much particles in the wastewater, and they want to charge you for that?
1: Right. Yeah. They they read the dilution of it, something like that. I don't know. Yeah.
3: I know that they got a lot of breweries. Their water bill jumped up tremendously <laughs> when that when that happened yeah <clears throat> that's just so much stuff uh, making beer and uh, you guys have any issues like getting any supplies like any of the grains or malts or anything, anything like that
1: no not really um, I think we're, we're on such a small scale that you know it's not not hard to get five bags of Pilsner malt you know or a, or an eleven pound bag of whatever hops I need. It's it's pretty pretty easy for us. Yeah,
3: I think the the biggest things that we ever run across is like, hey, we need more pint glasses. Well, that's gonna take a long yeah, time, right? We we have
1: seen some yes. that, yeah,
3: definitely. Can canning's a. Canning's a whole different thing right now, too. With Ball coming out saying that you have to buy a million cans right. in order to make an order. Just a truckload. It's not Just, bad. just, just, yeah, just <laughs> a million. Yeah, that is not bad. Yeah, it's a little, things are a little crazy right now. Mm-hmm. You've got a candy line for so? We got a spot for it.
2: It'll knock out.
1: So what, like two hours? Tank for
3: us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the minute that I saw chicken wing price sc- shoot up yeah. to what it did, <laughs> yeah. that's when I knew the world's like, it's like, we're in, we're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all in a lot of trouble. Uh, <clears throat> trying to think of what beer is going to be next. I think it's time to, to go ahead and it's going to be the last segment. So it will be the IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, the old town our alt beer. That's uh, kind of our,
1: I guess our you could say our flagship beer. We have it on all the time. Yeah.
3: Old town German amber Yeah, alt beers. That's just another one, right? Like, like you don't see very many breweries making an alt. Definitely um, not. Yeah, it's such a crushable beer.
1: Yeah, I mean, ever since like the few few days I spent in uh, Dusseldorf. It's like we have to brew an all beer. Like it's just so good. Like they can be so wonderful. And a cool thing about that beer is that I had an alt beer recipe. You know, been working on it for a long time at home on the Sabco in the garage. And we got the uh, water report for this building. We uh, sent you know got a sample, sent it out to a lab, got it tested. And whenever the mineral report came back, it was almost identical to Dusseldorf. Oh, wow, so for that beer, that's the only beer actually that we have that we don't touch the water at all. We don't add any minerals to it, mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty authentic, I guess you could say
3: well, I mean, what is the city of Conroe? is it I, mean, is it, I guess there's city water, right and because I know there's it's a lot the of well water right? out here as well, yeah, I think ours is
0: coming from the lake, it should be the lake, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Really yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where <clears throat> yeah, right here by Lake Conroe. It's so, a you know good little water supply, you know, minus a few bodies and stuff like that. Yeah, let's get filtered out. That's what the chlorine's for. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I drink City of Houston water, so (laughs) the chlorine's probably what's going to end up killing me. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take a break and get back. We'll talk more at Foss Brewing Company. This is Drink of Ages Radio. We'll be right back. are a great time to check out megaton brewing in kingwood jared chris and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers big stouts approachable sours and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at megaton lots of space to hold your birthday party corporate outing or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the houston area check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule megaton brewery hope to see everyone at the vault you may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer, Trailer, bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top Room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases, No Label Brewing Company. KT Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non energetic, and non motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KT Why not feel your best again? KT Wellness.com. We are back. This is Dream of Ages Radio Show on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, DJ Musgrash, the producer. We're over there having a really good time up here at Foss Brewing Company. Dylan Emmons, Aaron Edrington is our guest from Foss. And joining us also from Copperhead Brewing Company here in Conroe. Because, you know, we're in Conroe. Yeah. Seth Ernest.
2: It's cool to have another tap room to hang out in other than my own. I
3: understand that. Yeah, I mean, Conroe now you have four breweries, right? Yeah. So it's you guys, you two, and then you have B fifty two, and you have of course Southern Star. Of
1: course. Yes. I think more more breweries than Water Burgers. That's what I heard the other day. That's a that's a hard <laughs> thing you know for yeah. most Texas towns. Right.
3: That's that's an accomplishment. <laughs>
1: uh.
3: I mean, Pearland, we have. Five Water Burgers and only two breweries. That's it. Gotta that's, get those numbers up. Why
1: do I live there?
3: It's not a good ratio. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna those, lie. Those I'm, are
1: rookie numbers. There are. They <laughs> are.
3: And I'm not even a fan of Water Burger. I know. I know most people probably quit listening to me now because I said that. But I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, yeah, it's great at three o'clock in the morning, but. Are,
2: are, <laughs> are you an In-N-Out fan?
3: No, I'm not. I don't like that burger uh, either. I'll be okay. honest. All right. Yeah, it's not that good either. Uh,
2: it's usually the comparison between Whataburger
3: and In-N-Out. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even get the comparison, to be honest with you. I don't either. It's, it's just
1: regional things probably. Yeah, it's what right? it is, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like
3: saying, you know, oh, you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind of that whole little right. little thing. But I will say this. I do agree that In-N-Out's French fries, they do suck. That's, oh, that's, for sure. That's like That's a fact sure. I mean, that's been proven scientifically yeah. that they do yeah. suck. Limp fries? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're, they're not good. But Whataburger though I mean it serves its purpose, of course. Um you know, if it was still like a Texas owned company, it might be a little different. But it is yeah. not. People people tend to forget yeah. these things, right? And still I'm gonna drink Lone Star and eat a Whataburger. I'm like, <laughs> hey <laughs> Russian Chicago. <Yeah. laughs> you know, like, yeah. What else are you doing? <laughs> oh well. I digress. <laughs> Back to beer. <laughs> I don't like Chick fil A either, so yeah. But I'm a big fan of Bucky's. Comment on that one. I, like I'm, a bit, I'm a sucker a of for Bucky's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the beef jerky. I have to go buy a half pound of beef jerky. It's about the only time I'll ever drink like a 184 ounce Dr. Pepper <laughs> <laughs> is when I stop by Bucky's. Uh, XL slushy Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the old suicide. A <laughs> little bit of everything. Uh, and then I walk out. I've got like a boogie board, sunglasses, uh, a bikini. It's like, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> but they all have a beaver a barbecue on so it. you got you to have them. <laughs> you gotta, it's got a beaver on it. <laughs> but no, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's institutions. But yeah. What were we talking about? Something Conrad.
2: about beer. All, all I got was you said you're not a fan of Chick-fil-A either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've already explained that in other shows. <laughs> what? The problem I have with Chick-fil-A is it's not that great. It's good. Service is excellent, of course. Yeah. Iced tea is wonderful. Uh, French, I do like their fries. Can we get the people who organize the Chick-fil-A drive
2: through to take over the DMV? That, that would be amazing, <laughs> right? They could take over a lot of things, but... I'll eat. You have your license by the time you get through the
3: line. Before like you're it's done. already there. That's that's how cities need to operate. Right? It's just in, in that in that way. But I'm just I'll eat what I'll eat Chick Fil A and then like 30 minutes later I have to eat something else. Uh, it's just uh,
0: it's yeah. Not,
3: yeah, and it's always a lot of work. I've got to put all the sauces on it and everything. I, never mind. I'm usually driving. <laughs> uh, Wendy's. Yeah. Crispy chicken sandwich. and their French fries. Always pretty solid. I think they have new fries now, right? At Wendy's. Uh, apparently. Well, they, they keep claiming to be the best. Uh, but, I don't know about that. I mean, four out of five people. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> numbers are, but um, <clears throat> their new. Uh, well, they came out. They came out with those natural fries. And then the the scientists quickly went, hey, those aren't natural. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not really what natural is. Yeah. So I guess they came out with another one. But I don't know. I ate the old ones. I thought they were good. Yeah. But uh, uh, I don't know. Tonight on the way home, double cheeseburger from McDonald's. And their french fries are always good. Yeah. 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 And dipped in sweet and sour sauce makes them even better. There you go. But you guys here, back to, back to, let's talk about beer. Yeah. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about beer. I don't know. I've
1: been thinking of getting into making french fries, so.
3: French fries, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, that's that's one of my favorite foods is yeah. french fries. Of course. But to do them, do them right, you have to fry them. But they're not french. Cool them. That is, is. They're freedom fries, right? <laughs> that was no, actually, they they came from Belgium. They're frites. Oh, they're frites, and and in Belgium they dip them dip it in mayonnaise, which is delicious. They do, and it's amazing. It yeah. is. It is really mayonnaise good.
1: Mayonnaise is underrated condiment.
3: I I'm not gonna. I, I do agree with that. And there was something that was there was like a picture on Facebook, you know, it was a French fries. It's like if you didn't have ketchup, what would you dip it in? And a lot of people were like mayonnaise, mayonnaise, and I'm like tartar sauce. Okay. Tartar sauce,
2: right. man. Not yeah. the
3: worst choice I've ever heard. No. Yeah. Tartar sauce. I'll dip anything in tartar sauce. Whoa. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything. <laughs> uh, that's where the that's where the fourth segment. <laughs> that's the one you have to find online. Yeah. Uh, double IPA now. That's what I have.
0: It is the New England, the Solarium.
3: Yeah. yeah. Nope. Never mind the Solarium. 6.7 percent uh man again very solid and uh, get i get more like a little tangerine pill on the end of it yeah uh, it was good nice citrusy nice easy drinking
1: yeah that ones are like uh would be what we're trying to think of our uh like house style ipa so uh, use our German ale yeast, and you don't have those like esters that you would have in an English ale yeast. Mm-hmm. So it really lets the hops come through a lot more, instead of it just being a estery fruit bomb like your typical you know New England IPA. Right. Yeah. yeah
3: well, that's that's kind of the thing with that with that style of beer, right? Uh, the New England style IPA. It. Every brewery has their own kind of version because that range is one, to me, it's one of the biggest range of, of flavors, right, of For the sure. way it tastes, of any style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where right. it could be dry and not, you know, dry and thin to uh, thick and super citrusy and juicy. Right. But yet it's still a New England IPA.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think brewers have, you know, had them long enough now to where we can kind of play with them and perfect them even, right, to your own personal
3: sort of taste. Yeah. There was, uh, for a while there, and I guess it's still kind of going on, like a push to develop, or at least brand, like a Gulf Coast IPA. Right. Something like Third Coast IPA, something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: I think Parrish kind of stole that.
3: With which beer, though? Ghost in the Machine
2: gotta be. Like, that's what people think of when they think of hazy IPAs from this general region of the country. Ghost in the it's Machine. Ghost in the machine. that, it's
1: there's, there's the Ghost in the Machine, and then there's, like, the Pint House style, I think, too.
2: Yeah, I guess you could do that. Like, Electric Jellyfish. Or even, right. like, you could go Spindle Tap Houston Haze. Yeah. That one has popularity a ton.
3: Yeah, but that, that that is a particular style. Like, all three of those beers are very similar in a style that's similar to, you know, what's being made in New England and also, like, all over now. Yeah, yeah. but
2: they're different from where it started, like Hetty Topper, Sip of Sunshine. They're not like that. Those are...
1: Those I, are... I, I would do... Proto-New England I think IPs. those are... Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think there's a difference between those than... I like both, but... Yeah. If somebody, if somebody put a sip of sunshine in front of me... I,
1: I'm it's gonna, gonna drink be it. drink, <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course.
3: Yep, that is not a bad beer. Um, what else do you guys plan on making? Like, like, what other styles? You have you have, a, you know, nine beers on tap right now, Right. Uh, what else you guys want to do? I don't
1: know. I mean, we like what we have in the fermenters right now. we have got a pre-prohibition style pilsner. I've uh, got a Vienna lager got a cold IPA in the fermenter right now. A cold IPA. Yeah, cold IPA. Explain that one. The hot new style. Yeah. Uh, how much time do we have left in this segment to talk about a cold IPA? <laughs> we have time. <laughs> uh, it's basically, um, on paper, it looks like a malt liquor hops like a West Coast IPA. So we're talking like 7.5% lager yeast, About twenty percent corn or rice, and then bitter, dry, super hoppy. It's the antithesis of New England IPA.
2: When is that going to be on tap?
1: About two
3: weeks. Yeah, I will be here. I guess we're coming back. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for it. Because you know, like, like your traditional East Coast IPA is drier than like the West Coast IPA, so you're taking it like even further lagering it and then also having corn and rice yeah and the mash
1: yeah yeah I mean it's just supposed to be uh, the, the cold IPA is a it's a marketing term right Cause it's like it's Aren't still like all? well I wouldn't want a warm IPA of course <laughs> yeah not. you know you no, could I call want... it a crisp IPA if you wanted to uh, but it is it is you know different than an IPL for the sure brown bag IPA <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, actually, I can see how that could work out really well. Yeah. And all these people come, trying to come up with like the the, <clears throat> the next thing. Uh, what was? Oh man, I'm trying to blank right now because I think I'm drinking the IPAs. And normally by this segment, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But the uh, uh, the champagne yeast beers. <laughs> Miller High Life, of course.
0: you talking about the Brute IPA? Yeah, yeah the the brute, brute IPA. Brute IPAs. IPAs, yeah. Yeah. Or use, yeah,
1: using an enzyme to yeah. get it Remember dry. Remember all the that, hype that they quickly surrounded that yeah, when, it, 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 when they first It was it.
0: supposed to overtake yes. the any IPA, and yeah. it, it didn't. Right. It very quickly went away. I think the big
1: difference between the Brute IPA and the
3: Cold IPA is Cold IPAs are really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can I see the Cold IPA actually tasting good, where yeah. the Brute IPA it just didn't taste good.
1: Yeah, like the best example of a brood IPA in the world is going to be,
3: eh.
2: <laughs>
1: okay.
3: Well, that, that's where I wasn't sure because I tried some of the local ones because a lot of breweries in the beginning, they were like, oh, I'm not we're never going to make a New England IPA. Then all of a sudden, brood IPAs come out. They're like, we're going to make brewed IPAs. Right. <laughs> so they made them, and I went and tasted them. like, this just really doesn't taste good because yeah. I think Stone came out with theirs. And if Stone made a bad... Beer, you know, if it didn't taste good then you know, the style's just not my style. Not worth it. And I drink it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's hot garbage. It's just <laughs> throw that thing out. Cold garbage, maybe. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Uh, that beer sounds really good. The beer does sound really good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Did you guys uh tap room open seven days a week? We're close on Mondays. Close on Mondays. Yeah. Right?
1: house is in such proximity, close proximity to the tap room that it's, We kind of need to be closed one day to, you know, make a big mess and have room up. and
3: move the tables and make
1: a mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, such an enclosed space. It gets a little steamy in there during the boil for sure.
0: Part of the old building is that we couldn't go, we couldn't exhaust our vent outside. Man. So we have a steam condenser on the boil kettle. Really? Yeah. So it gets oh, very no. steamy yeah. inside the brewhouse. Uh,
3: so let's see. A few weeks ago, or let's see, seven weeks ago, yeah, the weather started changing a little bit. So what's that going to be like in the summertime? I
2: hope
0: it's not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> the first couple of brew days were in August. That yeah. was yeah, it was pretty warm. But
1: also the first two brew days, our AC didn't work. That uh, was really nice. Yeah, not only guess, was it really steamy, the air wasn't even circulating in there, so it was like brewing a. It was on, tough.
2: It's like brewing in a not climate controlled warehouse. <laughs> Except it's 300 square feet. <laughs>
1: Trust hey. me, I've, I've brewed in non-climate-controlled warehouses before. This is a little bit worse. Just was, a little it bit. It was worse.
3: <laughs> There's enough room in there, though, that I think you can get some yoga mats. <laughs> oh, yeah. With some hot Maybe, yoga? Get some hot yoga, for you sure. just
2: created a new market. <laughs> yeah. You could have beer yoga.
3: Beer um, yoga. As long yeah. as everybody wears safety glasses. Your proper P- <laughs> PPE we're okay hey some people look pretty sexy in, in safety glasses so, <laughs> yeah Goats. Goats. it'll work sexy. out some goat yoga <laughs> yeah nah. that's the one that, that throws me out the most my scratch because uh, I asked my wife and I was like she's like some goat yoga I'm like man do, what do they do to like, do they not, feed the goats and it, so they don't poop on all the people? They're like, no, they just poop on people. I'm like, who wants, who is paying to have goats poop on them? It's all part of the experience. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Company here in Con Room. Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah. Do you guys do events and stuff up here or what should people it. expect to, whenever they come to the tap room? Um good beer and a smile yeah we're working
1: on events <laughs> but uh don't really have anything planned right now we're still uh, like, like we we're saying earlier we're still barely two months old so still
3: trying to figure out just normal stuff hey let's put beer in glasses right, right. <laughs> it is just an beer in glasses and glasses and those <laughs> glasses in people's hands yeah that's the important thing yeah. no very cool man this is a uh, like I said, I had a lot of people tell me about this place, and I was like, "Man, I need to go check it out." I know every time <laughs> it was like, alarm just went off, and everybody just like, oh. like yeah, you guys right. were like, oh, what
1: was
2: that?
3: Probably somebody's pager." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the <a> DJ. <laughs> but that's <laughs> no, a really cool spot, uh, Conroe, man. It's just booming. And it's going to yeah. end up being like, wait I mean, well, Margar- Margaritaville opened up. I saw I haven't been over there yet, but I hear there's a nice golf course, you know stuff, so maybe I'll go check it out, but I mean I, I'm not going to lie. mean the other night I was on the way home, I just sat back and I listened to Jimmy Buffett, and it put <laughs> me in a really good mood
1: can't say I've shared that experience.
3: Me either. <laughs> come home with me, man. We're going to jam some. <laughs> At least on the way. Come on the way home, and on then, the then home. I can leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, well, we'll get to Houston. You can turn back around. Yeah, okay. But, <laughs> no, it's a, there's a lot going on in Con Room. It is really cool, man. And, and the fact that you now come up here and hit four breweries and some wineries and yeah. stop by the lake play some volleyball I mean, I don't know man there's so much stuff going on in Conroe yeah there's even a distillery now
2: really there is
0: you didn't know that I did not know that yeah so there is and st- a block west of us is a uh, meadery
3: right yeah that's true the farm. meadery is are a dangerous place I think I, they I, I yes. think they're more dangerous than a distillery definitely mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, that ABV So is so, so, we've all well. been there then That's what we were yes. saying yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Oh Renfest 2017 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good time No it is good man No appreciate you guys Let us come hang out man uh, Fast Brewing Company in Conroe Dylan Aaron Seth, Copperhead Brewery as well up here Yeah I, I, did, I by. didn't
2: mean to crash the uh, <laughs> The show but
3: Well there was an extra mic <laughs> so it only made
2: sense. I guess that's true.
3: It only made sense. Valid point. Yep. Uh, anything else you, want, you guys want to plug? I think so. Thank you for uh, having us on, coming out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate all the beers. Appreciate the good time. Uh, you can... Next week we're gonna be over at Great Heights. Nice. So yeah, awesome. you know, talking about some good IPAs. Yeah. They make some really good IPAs uh, over at Great Heights. So yeah, join us. Excellent. Follow us on social media, look it up and see when we're gonna be over there. Come hang out while we do the show. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by uh, going Drink of Ages, SoundCloud, Apple, I don't know, a bunch of random weird sites. There's so many podcast sites now. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, What'd you say about uh, your OnlyFans, Muskrat? Is that the one? (laughs) All right, everybody be safe. Everybody drink the good beers. We'll talk to you next week.